Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Pixel Intel. This will be a podcast focused on everything gaming related, as it should be. Uh, today's first episode and our pilot episode will be focused on the Xbox conference held last week around, let's say like the 23rd of July. So we have a lot to talk about, I'm trying to keep it under an hour because after that, uh, I probably all have a lot of other stuff to do. Sounds good. <laughs> so, um, first and foremost, before we start, I'd like to welcome my guest, uh, Andrew. He's a good friend hey. of mine. We've worked together uh, in the past, and he's a gamer like me, and he loves video games. So, Andrew, welcome to the show. Good to have hey. you. Hey. Yeah. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Definitely. Always good to have different friends on here and like it's just good to kind of mix up your perspectives on stuff you know all right yeah okay so let's get to what we need to you know okay today we're talking about the xbox conference andrew you know like um just to not make it we're not to be too formal like i'll just be like hey we'll just talk about the xbox conference <laughs> okay all right, all right. so um we have like a pretty hefty list of games to go over, which is fine. I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of stuff that you want to talk about. I have a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. So let's just get started, all right? Let's do it. All right. Okay, so we both watched the conference. We both have a lot of emotions kind of mixed, good, bad, ugly, all of everything in between. Uh, but the most important thing that they hit on this conference is the games. So we'll kind of go down the list like I mentioned earlier, and we'll just kind of grade it like, you know, kind of in grade school, <laughs> you know, something like yep. that. Okay. All right. First one that they showed right out of the gate, they're starting with their heavy hitter, their Harambe-based game. Rest in peace, Harambe. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it's Halo <laughs> Infinite, you know. Halo, Halo it's Infinite. just like the game that – defines what the xbox is and was like up to now um let's just go initial thoughts like what did you think of it andrew go for it yeah um i'm not the biggest halo fan i loved one two and three mm -hmm. i did play four and odst but that's kind of where i stopped uh so this new halo i'm excited about but I'm not a huge fanboy of it. I think the biggest thing that excites me is that it's going to be on Steam. But as far as the trailer went, I thought it was pretty good. Um, started off with that cinematic, and they land on the uh, the world uh, haven. What's it called? You're going to have to edit some of this out, dude. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, so they... Uh... they so it's yeah so i'll just erase all that what okay, i just okay. said let me actually start yeah so halo infinite i was i'm not a super fanboy of halo i have played a lot of the halos in the past but not the most recent ones yeah. this gameplay trailer damn it phone really god dang. It's okay. it's, it's right. right when i was hey we anyway. can edit this that's how about post-production man yeah seriously uh how about you start with it because you want me to uh, or, or, or of this? okay 
I mean, because I, I, I'm just going to kind of dog on it a bit. Okay, okay. Not a no, whole lot. Okay. All right. We'll just kind of keep going, and I'll edit, like, all that stuff out. Okay? That sounds right. good. So we'll just pick up where I kind of left off. Uh, okay. So we're talking about Halo Infinite. It is the big titan monkey in the room that we all have to talk about. It's defining what the Xbox Series X is what the Xbox was, what it still is, I mean, you know what I mean, and it's just a big game, like, it's synonymous with the Xbox brand and what Microsoft's been trying to bring to the table. As objectively as possible, as I'm trying to speak, it is going to be a solid game. From what I've seen, what they're working on, their new vision, The this is, will be the second or third, okay, this will be the third game that 343 Studios will be working on so it's a brand new team originally it was Bungie just to kind of give everyone a background history thing but the why it's a big deal is this is like supposed to be a fan letter to the original diehard fans that started with the first Halo and then all throughout the series and then it's supposed to be like kind of a spiritual reboot so I'm excited about it I'm also kind of worried because I don't know what to expect <laughs> I mean, from what we saw, there's a lot of things that need to be polished. They have roughly four months to get everything ready together, ready and put together and make everything make sense before it's all done, all said and done. But uh, it's Halo. So good, bad, whatever. It, I'm going to play it. There's a lot of friends I know that are going to play it. It's a good community game. I mean, it's... It's one of the heavy hitters of the Xbox, as I said earlier, and I mean you're you're gonna instantly recognize it. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. I want to see what they can do. It's got like a new vision. The only thing I'm kind of bummed out about it is uh, after Infinite, they're not gonna do any numerical sequels. So Halo Infinite is supposed to be like a platform that launches a whole new wave of stories so it might not be Master Chief in the next one it might be like an ODST squad kind of like in Halo ODST it might be like a separate Spartan it could be another prequel we have no idea but the Halo universe is huge it's more than just a shooter with like fighting aliens and monkey like aliens you know it's They've got so many stories that you can mine from, and that, I think that's great. They're taking advantage of the story material, but we also need intimate stories that focus more on character building. We can't just have gameplay, you know. Gameplay only mm -hmm. takes a game so far, but let's see what they can cook up for us. So my initial impression of it is I'm hopeful about it, but I really want to see what the finished product looks like, and... This trailer got me worried. Things were not polished. Some of the dialogue was a little clunky. Uh, I mean, Chief looked great. I love the new interactions. I'm not really sure about the whole grapple hook thing, but hey, it might grow on me over time. I mean, you know, Call of Duty and some other games have a bunch of wacky gadgets they use all the time, so why not? Maybe Master Chief just needs a extra hand or something because <laughs> he's... Yeah hunting down Cortana and like you know going through all this other stuff so I don't know it could be good it could be bad uh, we'll just have to find out in November and yeah. just kind of go from there so any quick thoughts on that and then you know we'll kind of go from there 
Yeah, so I agree with what you said. Uh, the gameplay trailer that they showed was a little rough around the edges. Like you said, it uh, had a little stilted dialogue at the very beginning. It was pretty exposition exposition heavy, um, which can is kind of jarring. Um, I wish they would have showed rather than tell, told a lot of the information that they were giving. Um, and then whenever he steps out on the ship, it's kind of awkwardly quiet. Yeah. But, and of course, you know, there's the criticism going around right now about the graphics. But uh, I hear that it's a early build. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully they smooth that out. I mean, the stuff that I really liked was the sound effects of uh, like the shield and the warthogs. The guns sounded pretty good. Guns sounded great. Yeah, and I I love the grunts chattering (laughs) to Master Chief and the other the other grunts. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But uh, yeah, the grappling hook that that reminded me of Doom. Like it, it really felt like they were changing the gameplay style to more of a doom style where it's fast paced in your face you know picking up enemies guns you know on the fly it it looked really fast paced and and with that i think that's a good evolution of the series um the old gameplay is great don't get me wrong but uh in today's market i think this faster pace is gonna hit well with the new generation of gamers that maybe don't have the nostalgia that we did growing up with halo so uh i mean like you said it's it's rough around the edges but it's apparently an early build and they still got some time before it's finished uh we'll see i mean it's going to be free on game pass so there's no reason not to play it right game pass is like the thing at the conference they were hitting hard like every single first party game that they showed and every single game that they showed in general is going to be on Game Pass, so that's great. Like, it's becoming like the revolution that Netflix started with movies, you know, like paying, what, eight, ten bucks a month, and then you have access to, like, thousands of games. I mean, I'm guilty of this, but I still have, like, games I haven't even beaten yet. I mean, they're collectively sitting dust in my virtual library, you know, so Game Pass just, it's like a blessing and a curse. Like, I have all these games that I can try, but it's great because there's no uh, full obligation to be like, okay, well, I bought this game, I dropped my 60, 70 bucks, I have to play it because otherwise I'm just wasting my money. No, Game Pass, there you go. Okay, well, I'm going to stop with the pitch for Xbox Game Pass. Hey, dude, I mean, the Game Pass is insane value. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, the the Game Pass is one of the most customer-friendly strategies that's come out of a video game company in a long time i mean especially with all the loot box fiascos going around like it's so refreshing to see a company just double down on uh putting the customer first yes i completely agree because at the end of the day we're all thinking with our wallets because yeah we could go out and buy like the new halo the new call of duty new apex whatever but Having a service like Game Pass where it gives us the choice and the freedom like, hey, you don't have to buy the game outright. You can play it as much as you want. You can download it. We even give you a discount. Yeah, like Game Pass will 
give you like a small discount or something if you buy a game switch i think it's kind of cool i mean yeah. it's a good way to support the developers i mean i read somewhere in some other random articles and i could drop the link later if you're interested but most of the little indie developers that had like little games actually got a lot of support from game pass and a lot of new players because they would have never discovered them otherwise so that's i think that's amazing for all game developers actually just AAA or indie you know give yeah. them a shot to kind of show what what their vision is or what they're passionate about so that's great yeah and it's not just you know the the consideration of your wallet it's also your time the fact that i don't have to invest 60 dollars into a game i feel obligated to play like you said i've still got stuff collecting in my uh virtual library too I, i'm sure everyone does and the perfect thing about game pass is that it allows you to do that without the buyer's remorse or the guilty feelings that you need to complete something it's no yeah. you just pay your 15 dollars a month and play what you want there you go. and <laughs> yeah you're good yeah. i think that's awesome that's so, great game pass is what they charged with as well as halo and i think it's working great so i'm excited to see what games will be added on there and Everything today that was announced will be on Game Pass, like day one or within like a week, I think. Yes. Yeah. From what I read, so that's a pretty good record. I mean, like, you know, just having something ready to go. And I mean, if you're not really wanting to spend money, anyways, unless it's a game that you just love, you know, just get Game Pass. There you go. Shoot, even then, dude, it's yeah, it's like yeah, I guess if you have a collection, but. I don't know. A lot of these newer games, there's not really many to add to the collection. There's a few. There's yeah. a few. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, like, I mean, depending on what type of games you love, like, if you love the longevity of games, like the open world RPGs, like Skyrim or Mass Effect or something, where they have tons of hours of gameplay, versus games that you could probably beat in like eight to ten hours and then you're done. But Game Pass is great for that because there's all these little like snippets of games like i consider it like a metaphorical buffet line let's just call it what it is yeah <laughs> you know yeah. You exactly a, what it is you dude. have a full meal and you can consume it and you can enjoy it and you can take it in and then when you're done if you're still hungry hey go for it because you already paid like that's that's what it is but game pass good job like i think it's doing great you know yeah so i look forward to what they can add more to it and I think they'll really push the bar for what they can add to it because uh, we'll get into more of this later like as we wrap up the show, but I think Xbox is kind of taking a different direction than the other two big companies, Nintendo and Sony, but we'll talk about it more later. And I think it'll really play into like Game Pass and all the stuff that they're offering. So, cool. All right. Uh, enough of that tangent right <laughs> okay there's still like 20 games we have to talk about and we're just like okay well here's halo and here's game pass okay all well, right what do you need to know they're all gonna be done, right? on game pass yeah, that's all you need. try them all out you don't right. have anything to lose yeah <laughs> sound like spokesman no disclaimer xbox isn't paying us to talk about game pass it really is good but okay we're we're good okay next one is another game I'm pretty passionate about that it showed, and I was like, yes! This is like finding that 
toy in the cereal box that you eat on a Saturday morning while you're chomping down and just watching some cartoons. Stay at the K3. Uh, I'm excited for it. I could probably yammer on all day about it, but initial reactions and thoughts. It's a concept trailer from what I read, and I think it's going to be good if they can evolve what they already have in the survival genre and also in the gameplay and adding in more environments and this day and night cycle along with weather, then count me in. Uh, just to kind of switch it up a little bit. Andrew, what's your kind of thoughts on survival games? And have you played State of Decay? I have not played State okay. of Decay. I've seen it. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm I'm more of a PVP gamer yeah. online. Yeah. Competitive. Yeah. So for me, I get very bogged down and kind of get some anxiety about having to base build. I mean, it it's it's just a lot of time and a lot of investment. Yeah. And I know that about it and I know it'll be rewarding, but because of that, I stay away from games like that. Um, but State of Decay 3, their trailer looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of motion in it and definitely a surprise. I mean, the zombie deer, that's out of left field. (laughs) That was awesome. I think it's cool. I mean, we've had just about zombie everything, but I think it's good that they're pushing it as much as they can because, yeah, we get the zombies, we get the apocalypse, we have to watch out for each other because... You know, humans can be inherently bad and they're, like, out to get us. But you throw us back into the nitty-gritty of survival, what do you show us? Like, they didn't, like you said, like, what Halo should have shown us in the first one. They did more of a show us, you know, not tell us. And that's great. I love that. Like, they didn't say, well, check out all these new gameplay features or, you know, here's the release date or here's what you can do. It's just... An intimate story of a survivor. She's hunting out in the woods, just hanging out. She might be like on a loot run or like looking for the next community to go into, but we don't know. I mean, it's open to interpretation yeah, for it's, us. It's funny it. you say that. Like, yeah. I just imagined instead of what they showed, that they show her walking into a house with other survivors, and she's like, "Guys, guys." I, I was stalked by a wolf and then I saw a zombie deer, a zombie deer, you know, it just wouldn't have the same impact. And yeah, yeah oh, we didn't yeah. really touch You're on right. it too much, but that was kind of the thing with Halo is like, it was really exposition heavy. Like how much more powerful was State of Decay's three trailer because yeah. they showed rather than told. Yeah. And it was. They're, they're like, I mean, they even are like on kind of the same field is halo because halo is more developed and they have a lot of stuff they barely touched development on state of the k3 like that was a concept trailer we watched but you're right it goes back to showing not telling us like not walking us through every single detail it's just there's this random scene it could be anywhere in the game it could be a prequel to the game starting or like after or like in the later game but we have no idea what it is but it's great because like you said you can interpret it to be anything. I mean, she could be on the run from a hostile enclave. Her whole community could have got murdered or slaughtered, and she might be left out on her own. Like, who knows? But that's so cool. Like, they just show us this little snippet of, okay, well, she's out in the, she's out in the woods, and the most odd thing that 
she's seen is a zombie deer out of all things. <laughs> of it's all not the, yeah, and it's not the wolf that's stalking her, it's the deer that's like kind of eyeballing her. <laughs> oh, shoot. See, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Well, uh, Charlie, I know you're a huge fan of State yeah. of Decay and the whole series. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking for as a fan of the series? You bring up a really good question, man. All right, so if I can just kind of break it down to a couple things. I don't speak for everyone in the community, but here's my wish list for State of Decay. So based on the first two, they made it like kind of basic base building. But, you know, like you mentioned, I think it'd be great if they could make it more accessible to someone that just doesn't really care too much as it with the um, base building, if you know what I'm, know what I'm saying. And then just kind of do like a streamlined kind of outposting. So like that way you can like just kind of establish like an outpost, get your supplies, kind of get going and then go up there. So I'd like to see more of an innovative base structure where you could have your main home base, do all the same stuff from the second one, add more facilities, you know, do all that stuff. But if you don't want to do that, have like either a different mode or have it where you don't have a permanent base and you could just set up an outpost and just kind of go as you can and like scavenge and just kind of move on so that'd be kind of fun so dude let me ask you let me ask you like so the base building in state of decay is it like fallout 4 where you have to completely like place every object or is it like the division where you just want to upgrade an area and it automatically does it and populates a, a like a hospital or an armory for you yeah, it's division, where there's designated oh. spots, and you pick, like, okay, I want a hospital here, I want an armory here, I want a shooting range, and, like, a beds here, and then that's it. Whereas Fallout is more precise, and if you like precision, that's fine. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to customize your own maze, but, again, I can understand that not everyone's going to enjoy it, because... My whole take on the last Fallout was I I loved it. Don't get me wrong, like Fallout was fun, but I felt like the base building thing was like I don't know, it was a secondary thing, but it's like you couldn't get away from it. I mean, come on, like how many times what did the Minutemen call it's like, "Hey, come to our base. We're in trouble." It's like, "Okay, cool, but I'm working on my power armor." Base. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to save my son, Sean. He's trapped somewhere in the wasteland. No, yeah. let me just build this base for four hours. Yeah. So it, like, kind of takes away from your whole experience. But if you love base building, then, hey, this is, like, you know, cake and ice cream for you. Or unless you don't really like that. But You know what? You know? Like, that is not what I was thinking at all. Yeah. Like, if it's, like, the Division, I, I can actually... I'm fine with that. Yeah. I was thinking that it was more like Fallout. Where you have to build it from scratch. Like yeah. block by block. No, it's um all preset areas and you can like pick like a certain spot and even some bases come with like built in structures like uh water tanks so you'll have like unlimited water or they have like an uh power generator so you have electricity or like I said a garage so you can have like mechanic stuff going, like you can fix up cars or upgrades but uh all the other spots are kind of maneuverable you can add like guard towers stuff like that but no you're not really building anything directly you're just kind of starting a project and then you go run off and do your missions or whatever and then you can come back and it'll build while you're doing that so like for me i always just 
kind of start a project, like start building ammunition or explosives, and then when I get back, it's like, oh, well, hey, those 500 rounds of 7.5 millimeter are done or something. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of a touch basing, and I I love how they structured it that way because it's not like you have to dedicate all your time to that. And I think yeah. a lot of people like me that are put off by survival and base yeah. building mechanics might appreciate to know that. Yeah. I, maybe I'm alone, but I was, yeah. I stood, I stayed away from it for that reason. That's so, so that, sorry, I cut you off. What, no, you're good. You're what, good. what other improvements are uh, the fans of this series looking for? You're fine. Okay. Or, or what are you looking for? What, what looking I'm for? looking for? Okay. So I have like two more things, like maybe a couple more. So the second one is customization. So in the game currently, you can't really customize. There's not a lot of customization to your cars or your base or your characters because most of it's randomly generated. Like the cars will get like cool little like uh, paint paint skins or something like paint jobs. Like you have flames or you have like something funny like a wizard van or whatever that they give to an event or like a Halloween themed one. But the thing that I want to see is give us a little bit of customization. Like they, they added in this thing where you can change out the outfits of your survivors, but why not give us access to like the different face types? Like, okay, question, just to kind of cross reference this. Have you ever played XCOM or any of the XCOMs? Oh yeah. Okay. Boom. Right there. XCOM. Great example uh, you can customize your characters. It's pretty great. Like the first one was good, the remake of the old one. You got to name all your people. The second one, they upped it, whereas you can customize just about everything with your squad, like the hairstyle, what they look like, the name. So I could make everyone that we worked with, like you, me, Ricardo, Ganon, all those guys that we used to work with at you know at our old job and. It'd be pretty cool, and there would be a huge stake because I don't want to go into the apocalypse and be like, "Oh crap!" Like, I didn't mean to like, you know, leave Ricardo hanging there. Like, I should have gave him a 50 cal or something. Yeah. You know. So there's more accountability. It's like you care more about your characters, whereas like it auto generates like characters like Billy Bob or Sally Joe or something. It's like they're great. I mean, you care about them and there's like random dialogue and stuff, but there's you don't have a, as much of an investment in them. So give us customization. Like, I want to make my friends, I want to make my coworkers, make me care about this game more than I need to be, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. the most awesome thing about XCOM is like yeah. getting invested, like making your friends the characters. Yeah. I could totally see that being an awesome feature if they implemented it. Yeah, because they've already got something started. Like, you can customize how they all look, like, you can give them like military gear, like tack vests and stuff, or you can make them kind of goofy. You give them like a, a farmer hat or like a cowboy hat, and then like make them with like gloves or something. I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. Like so far, they got like really basic stuff, but I think it's a good foundation for pushing that forward and evolving that. Like give us the ability to name our characters, so I could say, Andrew, hey, you're in my community, and like check out this screenshot that I took, and then. I can show you that. Like, they're already got a huge community going. Like, there's people playing on Steam. It's pretty much on almost me every major platform now. I mean, it's like a PC and uh, cons like Xbox thing. But still, like, there's cross-play, and there's a big mod community. And 
I think the things, the opportunities are endless. So, uh, moving on from that, but just basically customization. I like to see more of it. Let us name our own people. Let us kind of shift around what they look like. I think it'd be pretty cool. And then the last thing I'd like to see is more random events. So, you know, kind of like in an MMO format, like, you know, you're running around, whatever, and then whatever pops is like, hey, there's a thing starting. Kind of like, you can even compare it to Destiny. Well, what I'd like to see is uh, more intimate human events or more like random zombie events. So what I mean by that is instead of the typical like, oh, there's a zombie siege or, oh, hey, there's a bunch of humans that are hitting you up for random supplies. You got to make them happy. You got to manage their morale, how they feel, their hunger, their health, stuff like that. Just give us more events where we get to interact with this community because in the second one we had four different maps and they all felt like four different areas completely like there's a hilly map where it's just all hills and you're driving around there's one where it's like a flat plateau there's like it goes up for a little bit like elevation wise and then just stops and then there's a bunch of towns scattered out and there's like a foresty one that they just added which is pretty cool it used to be like a lumberjack town and then you got like another one where it's just just kind of an urban area but what's cool about all these things is they were all kind of different they had all their lone uh, little quirks and specialties of them so give us more events where we're interacting with that community like I want to see other NPCs kind of walking around or like searching for stuff or like hey if they're scavenging for something and then like a random zombie horde comes in and starts attacking the area like back them up and they'll give you a new weapon or if you don't back them up then use them as a distraction to get out I mean it's a cruel cutthroat world but you know I want to be able to live more in that world that's what I love so much about the second one you they wanted to give you the player the choice to kind of build your own story I mean there's a storyline that you can eventually complete but they wanted to give you the power to kind of create your own stories like oh yeah like one time I ran away from a juggernaut and two ferals were chasing after me and then by the time I got back to my base, I had my whole community like shoot them all down with their 50 cows that I surprisingly was able to equip them with. So, kind of stuff like that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, but just more random events, kind of interacting with the community, and I'll be happy. Like, just give us more depth to that and customization. And then, like I said, the other thing that I was talking about, I kind of forgot, but you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's one of my. Uh, most anticipated games besides even more than Halo. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it. Like, I've kind of grown up over the years. I, I grew up on Halo, but other games like State of Decay kind of captured my heart. So, you know, I'm not going to apologize for that. No. No, that's awesome. I mean, since, it, since it's free and now that I've learned that it doesn't have the same survival mechanics that I thought, base building mechanics, uh, definitely one that i've got my eye on more especially since it's free i mean that's yeah, the definitely. awesome thing about the game pass yeah game pass there you go it's your best friend <laughs> all right okay okay so enough of my tangent on state of decay uh the next game that we got to cover is forza motorsport so to be honest i'm not really a sport uh racing or sports guy but i did play burnout i do like mario kart have I played Forza? No, but I wish it luck. Like, hey, to everyone that's a Forza fan or like just a racing fan, 
they will love this. It looks great. Uh, thoughts, opinions on it? Yeah, uh, I'm the same way you are. Yeah. Not a huge racing fan. Last racing game I got into was Gran Turismo 2 yeah, on PS2. That's a good one. Loved it. But uh, that was it. Um, I, but I've got friends that absolutely love Forza. So yeah. I'm expecting that if you love Forza, it's going to be more of the same. You know what to expect. Better graphics, different maps, new cars. Probably not much different than the last one, but we'll see. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we'll see. I mean, it looked great. Like the concept stuff they showed us and I think has a lot of potential. But personally, I'm... Probably not going to play it. Nothing against it. I appreciate their vision, but it's just something I'm not going to invest my time in. So, good luck, Forza. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You know. Okay, uh, moving on. Everwild. So, I don't really... This is another one of those games where I don't really know anything about it or little about it, but it looks cool. Like, visually, it's the game that kind of gave me strong avatar to last airbenders vibes like it was kind of like that watercolor yeah dude shaded game it had something to do like kind of uh being one of nature there was like stuff that they were channeling i don't know what it is like it looks like an action game or action adventure game and cool i have no idea what it's about <laughs> but i'm yeah. gonna check it out on game pass let me you know <laughs> Yeah, dude, it totally had Avatar The Last Airbender vibes. I mean, it looked like they were doing the same motions and everything. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, probably not one that I'm going to be playing, but um, free on Game Pass, so if I do try it, I'm not going to lose any money on it. <laughs> yeah, right. Who knows? It, it might be the greatest thing you never played. All right, let's move on. What do we got? Okay, the next game that they showed is a game called Tell Me Why. So this is more of a interactive game where it's like just heavy on the storytelling. Not so much on the action, but just to kind of remind both of us what it is because they kind of rapid-fired all these games, and some of them were really cool. But anyways, uh, to kind of remind us both, it's the brother and sister and they were like meeting back together and then they went to like an old house and they were trying to piece together some stuff about what happened in their past and like what happened to their mom it looks kind of cool i got a lot of uh life is strange totally feels from it i mean not a bad thing because i heard lots of really good things about life is strange but it's more of a story like a more interactive story Kind of akin to like the Walking Dead Telltale games. I don't know if you ever played them, but really good. Highly recommend them. They just don't have a lot of action. They have like these little quick time events. You can kind of like hit a button and then, you know, kind of interact with something. But really, it's just they want to pull you in with the story. So, will I play it? To be honest, not really. I mean, if I have kind of like that mood to like really just kind of get sucked into a story sure i'll check it out in game pass but it's not a day one buy for me so that's no that's what i think of it and i i love uh the walking dead yeah yeah that was great um this one looks it did not interest me to be honest um it's one of those ones where it looks like a soap opera yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like a soap opera video game yeah um and there's an audience for that, mm -hmm. and it's free on Game Pass. So if that's your thing, it's free. Hey, go for it. 
Alright. Okay, enough said about that. Uh, next one is Ori and the Blind Forest, or what? what is it? Like, it's that Ori game that came out several times. Yeah, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. There you go. Okay. So, initial thoughts, again, I don't know. I mean, they showed us gameplay. They showed us the concept thing, but correct me if I'm wrong. It looks like it's just like another remaster, but they are, like, maximizing it for, like, I don't know, like, really high frame rate of, like... Yeah, it was 120 games. frames. Jeez. Which, yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you slow it down to that level, it looked yeah. incredible. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I haven't... I don't know all the science behind this, yeah. but I'm pretty sure anything above 60 frames per second, like, your brain can't actually, like, be cognizant of any frames higher than 60 or something like that. I, I don't know the science. I just heard something about it. Yeah. And if, if that's true, then, um, uh, yeah, I mean, wow. yeah, it's cool that they did it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a popular enough game where they decide, let's just take this game, but just make it really, really good for Series X. So it looks like a remake or a remaster, but they're just taking advantage of the Series X or whatever new technology they have. And it looks good, like really good. <laughs> It's, it does look really good. Yeah, so I applaud them on remastering it in. Will I be playing it? Probably not, just to be honest. I wish it luck. I mean, the people that love Ori, kind of like the ones that love Forza, they will love this. I mean, I I believe so. Or, you know, they might give it a try, but, like, move on to other stuff. But it is good. I mean, it might be also good for people that are trying to get into new games, too. So, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I've never played it. I've heard amazing things yeah. about it, but uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it, and people really like it. And I wish it luck. So uh, that's Ori and the Blind Forest, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or Will, that's... Will of the West. Sorry. Or is it? Okay, I'm getting stuff confused. I'm just gonna call it Ori. Let's go with. That. <laughs> yeah, Ori at 120 frames per second. Ori okay. and the 120 frames per there second. There you go. Ori at 120 frames per second. That is mind blowing, right there. Okay. All right, we'll move on. So the next couple we can kind of talk in a rapid fire sequence because they're all done by the same developer, I believe. We got Outer Worlds. We got an expansion for it. We got Grounded, which is in closed beta right now which i'm actually kind of excited about and i'll tell you in a second and avowed which takes place in the pillars of eternity universe which is based on my research a spiritual successor to Baldur's gate if you didn't know that so that is kind I did of not cool. know that. yeah so great games obsidian has a great track record they made fallout new vegas they made some other i think they made not so old republic 2 so they know how to make good video games. So I'm looking forward to their stuff. Outer Worlds, I really have not played it yet. It's on Game Pass, so I'm probably going to just play it. And then they made this new expansion. Looks kind of fun. Looks like a kind of a mix of Fallout and then kind of with a humor or like humorous twist. Yeah. Uh, I played it. Serious. I, yeah. That pretty much hits the nail on the head. Yeah. It's got the humorous twist on it yeah but uh i'd say that uh it's worth the uh, the play if yeah. you're a fan of fallout 4 yeah like definitely. i mean it's it's basically fallout 4 obsidian's fallout 4 oh, okay there you go <laughs> okay 
Yeah, so if you're a fan of that, you'll probably like it. And there's enough new there, like with the uh, skill trees, which to to be honest, I did hear that they're not as deep as they look. So uh, yeah, they, the the skills kind of get homogenized the higher you go up to where it really doesn't matter yeah. what you level up. So that was kind of a shame to hear about. And to be honest, that was kind of one of the reasons why I stopped playing it because I, I love games where... Yeah. Like your decisions matter, mm -hmm. and especially what you pick to level up. Yeah. So, if at the very end it doesn't really matter what you play, then to me there's like no point to it. So, but it's a lot of people that love it. I mean, it the story was really good and really well done. The combat was pretty fun. They had like some pretty good um, melee combat in it, and um, as far as like the Game Pass releasing an expansion. To a game that's kind of cool i think that but, is cool yeah. yeah like getting away from the whole season pass and paid for dlc like i i'm, I'm gonna keep bringing up how great value this game, game pass yeah yeah definitely. i mean yeah so that's my two cents on yeah. uh outer worlds. outer worlds yeah definitely it it i mean from your explanation it looks like a game that will stay on my ql play it I think I'll enjoy it because I did like Fallout 4, minus the forced mini building base game or whatever. But yeah, it, it looks fun from the first trailer I saw of it back in the day. And I just want to check it out because I love space stuff. And I think it's cool that they infuse that type of humor in it. So it's also great that they're still working on it and supporting it and making expansion packs. So look forward to it. Okay, so moving on. Grounded. So... I got a heavy kind of Pixar but more mature and like kind of darker vibe of this where it's like honey and I shrunk the kids but also while you're shrunken you're also fighting against ants and you're trying to figure out why you shrink like you're a tiny person you're running around not you know like you're just miniaturized you're trying to survive and I don't know anything about it other than there's like some base building you're fighting some ants or like some other bugs and if you are not a spider lover you're not gonna like this game although I did kind of read somewhere in some notes and some random articles there is a arachnophobia mode you can turn off so you can just fight the other bugs yeah that's kind of fun. yeah <laughs> that's actually really hilarious it's actually really funny and I'm a part of the Xbox ambassadors program and I'm talking to some people in the chat and one of them that's like uh, responsible for recording all the bugs he's actually mentioning like well it's kind of funny it's a game about bugs because you know it's about bugs and they're telling me about all the bugs like all the <laughs> glitches and the errors that happen but it is kind of a fun play on words so will I try this game yes will I buy it probably not game pass there you go yeah you don't have to buy it man yeah so I will try it out it looks like a lot of fun it looks like Maybe me and you could get together, or like me and some other friends. I actually have some friends that are playing it today that are because it's in uh, early access. And I think that's great. Like, developers are like, hey, Game Pass, here's a game we're working on. It's not done yet, but you could try it out. Let us know all the bugs. Haha, <laughs> bugs. And then we'll work on it to make it better. Kind of like a beta, but just kind of a controlled thing. So I probably am going to check it out. It's on my radar. It looks just, It just looks fun. I mean, it doesn't take itself seriously, and I can get behind that. 
Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like Left for Dead, but yeah. instead of zombies, you got bugs. Yeah. And yeah. you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Just looks like a good co-op game. Get together with some buddies. It has base building in it. You can upgrade your weapons. I saw like some kid with like leaf armor. I think that's kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's on my radar. I'll just check it out when it comes out or... I think if you look around, it might be in closed beta, and you might be able to get it. It's out for, like, Steam, uh, PC, and, like, Xbox, so you could probably check it out there. Okay, so Avowed is the last one we're going to talk about for the Obsidian Trio. As I mentioned earlier, this is in the Pillars of Eternity universe, which is a spil sorry, spiritual successor to the Baldur's Gate or Icewind Dale, and all really solid fantasy RPG games. From what we got of the trailer, again, they didn't really show us a lot, but they did do more action, so hopefully this would appease to you, Andrew. <laughs> but from what we know, it looks a lot like Skyrim, because let's be honest, like Skyrim is kind of the standard for fantasy RPGs now, but you could be like... Oh, hold on a second. Ah. Okay. So we'll just cut that part out, but the timer that I set for 45 minutes just expired, but... We'll just keep going, and then I'll just try to edit everything down to 45 minutes. Hey, can you hear me clicking my mouse? Uh, no. Okay, good. I was just wondering if my, like, if me touching my keyboard, if you could hear oh, it. you're good. Yeah. You can't hear me clicking mine, do you? No. Okay, cool. Only, only when you're talking. That I, and I heard it faintly, and the, that's the only time I heard it because you brought it up. Oh, okay. Ah, I got you. Okay. Well, we'll cut this whole section out, but okay, oh, that's, yeah. good, that's good to know. But yeah, I wonder. Just... I wonder if uh, there's like some sort of noise gate, so like anything below a certain decibel, it will just edit out. I think Audacity could do something cool. like that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Audacity's great. Well, I mean, like I said, I'm a frequent user it because I can look at kind of the frequencies of like it shows it visually so you can kind of tell where the dead spots are so I can like listen through it and then like okay I can get rid of this so that's why I've used it a lot but I can probably get used to this OBS studio dude yeah okay. OBS is good yeah I'll just have to read up more on it to better figure out how to use it but as a basic recording tool I think it's fine for what we're trying to do yeah it's good cool Okay, so moving on, we'll just ignore that entire section of us kind of taking a break. <laughs> okay, and we'll start back up in now. So the next game that we're talking about is called As Dusk Falls. So let me kind of refresh myself. Oh, it's the see. other soap opera. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're spot on about that. So Kind of the art style, but yeah. still the soap opera soap opera it's more of an interactive story than just like an actual game which i think that's a new thing these days like more developers are like okay well you know we'll let, we'll leave the action heavy games to like call of duty halo whatever and like knight's old republic or like that star wars fallen order or whatever but how do we kind of branch out into this like i, I know let's just make a story into a and just kind of tack on the game on it. Well, I mean, it's not as, like, put together a kind of shoddy like that, but it's just they're going a different direction with it. And that's not bad, But and it might not appeal to everyone, but they're trying something different, and I applaud them for that because as 
artists and creators that they want to try to make something different and this is their original vision they're trying to share it with us so that's great uh, as a game as a whole will I be playing this probably not I mean again if the standard is like you must play this game before you die or this is the game to play of the year it will be on my radar and I will probably check it on game pass otherwise I wish it luck, but I'm probably not going to play it. <laughs> yep, I'm the same way as you. Yeah. If if it gets like 10 out of 10s on Metacritic, yeah. people are even trying to bomb it, and you can't bomb this game because it's just so good, then, you know, I'll I'll check it out because guess what? It's free on Game Pass. There you go. Game but, Pass uh, again. <laughs> Game Pass again, another shameless plug. I mean, right. and, and to be fair, you, you said we're not sponsored by – xbox i mean i think that's what's awesome about this game pass is that it speaks for itself like you can just look at it and know it's a good deal we don't even need to be paid by microsoft like people can just look at this and and tell it's great so yeah and and it's so great that you get to try out i can't even think of the name of it as dusk falls yeah as dusk falls (laughs) for free yeah and it's nothing out of your pocket if you are already wanting to play Halo or State of Decay. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And, like, you don't have to make that full commitment. I just – I also compare it to – I mean, while we're making more comparisons, it's bringing back the old-school feel of, like, a video store. Like, they're extinct now, except for that blockbuster that still exists in Missouri, which is, like, probably will be preserved as an artifact – very because it's is the it, last one. Isn't there another one in, in Alaska? Whoa, I didn't even know that. Huh, I'll yeah, have to look that up I, I later. Think it's like one of the last ones. Yeah, but I know that there's one in Missouri. They actually use it as a Captain Marvel Easter egg, which is pretty funny. Like during the movie, I think they filmed a part of that of one of her scenes there. But yeah, like it's one of the last bastions of like the traditional and old school like video rental places. But where are we going to Game Pass? Game Pass is pretty much a virtual video place, but you don't have to, like, deal with people running into you. You can browse forever. Like, you can find any type of game. You can categorize it by your genre. And, again, this sounds like a shameless plug, but you are absolutely right. Like, the value that you get for Game Pass is astronomical, and it's so good. Like, it does. Like you can have a PC. Like, yeah, there's not really much of an incentive anymore getting Xbox, but... Hey, that doesn't prevent you from trying like the new Halo or State of Decay. Like, maybe you were on the fence about trying one of those games. Game Pass. Try it for a day. If you like it, buy the game. They'll give you a discount. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I love that you said earlier as you made this point. It's very consumer friendly, and I love that they're giving us a choice for this. They're not just like forcing us, like, you have to buy the game. Here's what it is. You're stuck with it forever until you sell it. Like, you know, when you had to make those commitments at, again, movie stores. Yep. Like NES games or uh, SNES games. Like, you, all you had to look at was the box art. There was no YouTube. There was just word of mouth. Yep. <laughs> That's you know, you know one thing I will miss about uh, movie stores, though, is, like, I, I always got to be friends with the guy at the checkout, yeah. and, like, usually that dude's a gamer, too, and yeah. so, like, I'd get a lot of my reviews back in the day, like, pre-internet, from oh, the the dudes at, uh, that worked at that the store. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's good to, like, build 
a good relationship with them because they can be, you can be like, hey, is this game good? And he's like, eh, nope. Yep, dude, or stay like, away from that. Yeah, like, stay away, or is this one good? He's like, yeah, go ahead, go for it. Like, I had a lot of fun. Like, it's a good weekend time waster thing or... So, but yeah, I do miss that. Or because, be like, yeah. all right, I'll see you back here uh, tomorrow, exchanging it for something better. But yeah. don't say I didn't warn you. But you're more welcome to right. the shop. <laughs> yeah, and I do miss that uh, interaction with people. I liked talking to them and kind of getting to know them. And you're right. But we have Game Pass. I mean, you could talk to your buddies on Discord or chat. But it isn't quite the same. But it the value of it is kind of comparable that whereas you know you're not locked into a commitment i mean you can cancel game pass anytime it, it's not like saying you have to keep going but if you keep it cool i think that's great yeah and another one more thing that i just remembered about game pass that i love like uh me and my wife we we have two xboxes and oh, we awesome. share accounts but um yeah if if i log on to my account and she's the one with game pass so if I log on to my account, well, I have to download the game first. I got to pick it out on her account, download it, but then I can play on my account and I don't have Game Pass, but I can still get all the achievements for it. That's I mean, it's just awesome. It's just so good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we could dedicate a whole episode to Game Pass, but I think, you know, it's kind of speaks for itself, like you mentioned earlier. So get really Game Pass or at least check it out, you know? I mean, even, like, again, this sounds like a shameless plug, but they have specials sometimes, too, where you can get, like, a month of Game Pass for, like, a dollar. Yeah, that, that's when we got it. Yeah. And, and I think, like, dude, I think <laughs> we got it for a dollar, and it was, like, for a year. I, I mean, I'm not Whoa, sure. that's awesome. My, that's what my wife is like. She swears that yeah. we got it for a year for that's only a dollar. Amazing. But they have promos like that all the time. I mean, they're trying to make it as accessible as possible i think that's great and again i mean this sounds like a terrible shameless plug for game pass but i love it i mean i'm glad that i have it i mean i just i think i just i originally got it with my xbox live gold and they are kind of phasing that out now but it came as like a trial and then i got the one dollar thing for like a month but i just kept it because there's so many games and, like, if I really just want to check something out, I'll just, like, download it and try it. And then I beat it, get all the achievements, and then kind of go from there. And if I really like it, I'll just buy it. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. So Game that Pass, way to go. <laughs> game Pass is a game in itself. I give it an A+. plus. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, enough praise for Game Pass. Let's move on. <laughs> um, One more thing about Game Pass. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, what about that <laughs> okay it's fine okay so the second the next one or the well, second one what I was going with that is the next thing that was shown was a sequel to the game Senua's Sacrifice and I'm gonna be honest with you I don't know really a lot about this game other than the first one might have dealt with the character having a mental illness but the action looks kind of cool it looks really intense I am intrigued by it, but again, it's going to be a game passing, which thank, thank you, game pass. <laughs> thank so, you, game pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I've, yeah uh, I've had friends that told me about 
Senua's Sacrifice and that they loved it and that you that we should we should all play it. And I do know that it deals with um, a woman who has schizophrenia, and it's got Dark Souls style uh, combat. So I mean, there's there's so much going for it. Uh, but even with all that, I still haven't played it. Yeah. Um, and I know the first one's free on Game Pass right hey, there now. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Game Pass. But even even though it's free, I, I still haven't played it. Uh, because of that, I, I don't want to say that I, I'll play this one. Because if yeah. if I really wanted to, I could have already played them. And I, I just haven't. But maybe one of these days. I don't know. We'll see. It, it is a game. I will I will share that same thoughts with you. That I don't know enough about the first one to really make a full judgment on the second one. But if I did play it and I was able to fully round myself to understand what the game is and what it what it has going on for it, I could probably make a better judgment about the second one. But based on what I know, it looks like an interesting thing. If the first one's free on Game Pass, like you said, uh, eventually uh, I'll check it out if I'm kind of bored and just want to try something different. But it looks cool. I, I yeah. just don't know what it's about. One of these days I will right? play it. But <laughs> I that, can't tell you when that yeah, day is. I don't One know. of these <laughs> yeah but that's the beauty of game pass like there you go just add it to the queue and just start playing later okay so enough praise for game pass and the game that we that i kind of don't know about <laughs> luckily you know more about it than me andrew uh we were talking about Sanua's sacrifice so moving on psychonauts 2 it is a sequel the first one was kind of quirky and kind of out there have i ever played it no, but I know a lot of people that love it. Jack Black did a, tr a musical track on it. That's already got my attention. He's hilarious. Love Jack Black. I can't think of anything bad to say about him. So will I give this a try? Again, this is kind of a throwback to Sonoma's Sacrifice. I have to play the first one to really fully appreciate what the second one's trying to go for. So this will be a pass for now. But if I ever do get a chance to play the first one and beat it and then like enjoy all the characters in the world that I'm immersed in, I will probably pick this up and play it. So that's a game pass eventually for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Psychonauts, it has like a huge cult following. Yeah. And uh, so does Tim Schafer. I think that's his name. Yeah. He's the guy that, that uh, He's I a, think he made the yeah. studio double. Fine. Yeah, he's um, the right. brains behind the operation on everything. Yeah, and uh, it it's one of those games where uh, there it's got a huge cult following. People really love it, and uh, because of that, one of these days I know I'm going to look at it. I just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, I definitely will be buying the soundtrack. Hey, that's, there you go. That's, hey, yeah. It's got I mean... Jack Black on it. Yeah, you'll like, be supporting the developer and the company. So, yeah, that's good. I mean, I don't blame you there. I mean, yeah. I and then sure here's another yeah. shameless plug. This has nothing to do with Microsoft, but okay. it's probably going to be free on Apple Music. That's another service. That would be cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, they might throw it on Spotify or something. I think eventually they would. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's great because technology is so accessible these days where – you just wait a little bit, it, something will eventually be on Game Pass or like on Spotify or your Apple Music. But 
Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for that. But yeah, the, the gameplay looks fun. Just kind of the same as the first one. Fans of the first one will love this one because it's more of what they wanted. And like you said, they ha it has a cult following. So people have been waiting years for any type of new thing from the creator, Tim Schafer, to like make a new one. And boom, there you go. The PS2. Yeah. Or wow. Xbox, the original Xbox. Yeah. I think. Wow. So like two game console generations ago. Yeah, seriously. Wow. God, so long ago. But yeah, like it finally came out. I mean, the people that have been holding out and waiting for it, here you go. <laughs> play to yep. your heart's desire. But uh, Game Pass eventually for me. Like I just got to play the first one to make a full judgment. Okay, so uh, do you have any last thoughts for that? Otherwise, we might just be moving on. If that's let's cool. just go ahead and move on. Okay, let's just move on. All right. What do we got next? Destiny 2. So, I have a delicate relationship with the Destiny games, and I won't bore everyone to death about it, but uh, I think it's great that they're releasing Destiny 2 and all the DLC, I believe, on Game Pass. Again, Game Pass is their platform. I think that's great if you're into Destiny. Hey, this is like Christmas coming early to you, or the holidays coming early to you. Like You can play all of it. That is pretty darn cool. So enjoy. If you're not a big Destiny fan, you probably won't really care. Uh, my experience of it, I played the first one, had it for a while. I tried to beta. It was fun, but I just kind of fell out of it. It became more grindy, as some would say, or just have to keep grinding, 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 leveling up, getting better weapons. I even tried some of the PvP mode. But if someone was like level 50, they didn't auto-balance it, whereas I was like level 12, I would get killed immediately or wiped out. It's like, this isn't fun. It's just free kills for them, and my KD is just disappointing as it is. <laughs> so if you care about any stuff like that, you probably won't have a fun time. So Destiny 2, I didn't really even bother. But I do still have friends to this day that still love Destiny 2. So I mean, I hope it's a blast for them. I hope they enjoy it play the heck out of it this is like great if you have uh, game pass and an xbox or a pc like this is awesome because they're putting everything on it so you don't have to pay more for what you already bought if that makes sense <laughs> yeah i mean and uh like destiny at this point is going to become a meme like yeah like it's joining skyrim and yeah. gta 5, GTA 5. <laughs> as games that are being re shamelessly re-released re console generation <laughs> uh sad but true sad but true but it, it's i don't know i don't have a lot of words and the, for it well and the uh, only reason i say that is because yeah. they showed it at oh, the conference times. like it's a brand new game and it's like it's okay everyone knows destiny like even you explaining what destiny was i was just like if you don't know what destiny is like everyone knows what destiny is yeah. you know what i mean like, and and to show it like it's some brand new thing i i mean i get it i know they want to show that it's going to be on the game pass game pass can be able to yeah. be played mobile so take your destiny mobile okay. but even then it's like, <laughs> yeah would you really want to play it okay i'm gonna stop harping on destiny for a second <laughs> Why not? Destiny deserves it. Right. I mean, I just fell out of it. I mean, there's probably people that love it. Like, 
I know people that still play it to this day. Like I said, I have a really good friend that has been playing that over like games like Ghost of Tsushima that just came out for the PS4. But I asked him, I kind of took a little jab at it. I was like, are you playing Ghost of Tsushima? He's like, no, I'm still on Destiny 2. So people like him, like my good friend, they're still getting a kick out of it. But for me and you, like I think we've kind of moved on. You know, We just want to try different things. We want to try different game experiences. And there's nothing wrong with that. So... The good thing about Game Pass, again, kind of praising it, is they got a little bit of everything on there. Like, you know, you got your action RPGs, you got your shooters, you got your mysteries, you got your soap operas if you're really into that. But, you know, you mean throw in your future memes that, you know, like at one point I think GTA 5 was on there. So I don't know about Skyrim, <laughs> but GTA 5 might have been on there. Destiny 2 is on there now too, so... Uh, that's going to be a thing. So, yeah, I mean, we'll just have to move on. Uh, any last thoughts? I mean, I think we pretty much hit the nail on the head about Destiny for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all I want to say about Destiny. Okay. Sounds good. Moving on, Stalker 2. So, I haven't played any of the Stalker games, but it gives me, again, I'm comparing it to another well-known game, uh, Metro. You know, like the games where you like have the little Geiger counter and you're in like a post-apocalyptic rush. It, it gave me a lot of vibes like that. And from what they showed, I think it was interesting. Would I, would I, or will I play it? Probably not right away. It's in that vein of first-person like survival games. Like I don't know how intricate the survival stuff is. My brother played the first one, I think, or it might have been Metro, but. It's, uh, it's very possible. I mean, they're yeah. they're pretty pretty similar games. Pretty similar, yeah. Yeah, I watched a documentary on uh, Metro, and I, if I remember right, the uh, developers of Stalker and Metro might have some developers in common. Nice. It's not the same studio for sure, but I, there's there's either like uh, developers in common or there's something like that. Like it's it's in yeah. the same vein, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I wish it luck and I wish it the best. And people that have been waiting forever to play the second Stalker, here you go. <laughs> Game Pass day one, probably. So I'm going to hit it up on Game Pass, check it out. But again, I need to see the first one and play it if I can to kind of understand where it's coming from. Or if it's like a standalone story, I think that'd be pretty cool. You could just like pick it up and then kind of go from there. But that's cool that it's got the dna of metro and some other games so yeah, oh, yeah. that'd be good so uh that's all i got for stalker yeah stalker's yeah. one i'm gonna play for sure yeah definitely it's something i have them on radar and the beauty of game pass i mean you could just try it whenever you feel like it so okay yeah, game pass it is <laughs> okay so moving on dark tide this is set in the warhammer universe the 40k universe uh really cool sci-fi kind of over the top more uh, zombies more zombies there you go a lot of shooting a lot of just like your lone ragtag gang of uh marines or soldiers kind of not knowing what they're up against i wasn't really sure what they were going with this because again the conference kind of lacked a lot of gameplay but maybe it's safe to assume it's some squad based shooter or like some tactical shooter or just a first person shooter something that's balls of you pointing and aiming at things we don't really know what it is 
uh, looks like a Game Pass thing for me. Like, if I was a bigger fan of the 40K universe, this would be awesome. And I would just, like, kind of eat it up and play it and do, do all this stuff. But without more information, I can't make a, a final judgment on if I will buy it or play it. But, it's, you know, I might browse it while I'm on Game Pass. So, there you go. Dude, you gotta. I mean, yeah. Uh, you Like, Warhammer... It was one of the uh, universes, like, I'm dying to get into, like, yeah. to even, to try the miniatures even. Yeah, like, I, just, I want to, I just haven't really yeah. invested the time into it, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, with this one, it looks really cool. Started off with, like, uh, quotes from the in Inquisitor. And, I mean, yeah, they just go. set the tone really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a first-person shooter, um, but this is this is a good spot to talk about some of my gripes with the yeah. Xbox conference. Sure. <laughs> you know, they came in talking about how it's going to be games, 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 and it was for the most part. There's a few dev diaries in there, but and but as far as like game play, there wasn't. There was a lot left to be desired especially whenever they came out the gate with halo yeah. and then that was it you know like yeah um and this is a a game that i really felt like suffered from a lack of information on it because i mean we just don't know what it is it no looks idea. cool but <laughs> what is it you know and uh yeah i mean i don't think they did a great job of uh selling you the game obviously fans of the franchise are gonna uh be playing it and since it's free on game pass it's gonna have plenty of people that try it out yeah. but i mean i th i really do feel like it was a missed opportunity to get people really excited about it yeah, so definitely. that's my three cents that's an extra cent for you it's okay <laughs> we'll take it we'll take it <laughs> um i completely agree it's this is something that you know they were just harping on and focusing all on games but out of the 22 21 games that we saw like maybe a handful of them actually showed gameplay most of them were like really pretty concept trailers or like an introduction trailer and we wanted okay. gameplay. You, you, know? you said a handful showed gameplay yeah. let's let's try to think like name <laughs> one other than so halo far. that showed gameplay uh that's a good point um grounded it showed a little bit Avowed. Okay, I mean, that was kind of gameplay. Outer Worlds it, expansion, maybe like bits of. But whenever I think about gameplay, I'm thinking like if you're gonna show grounded, like even then, is it. that a first person shooter or is that yeah. a third person? Because the That's the true. camera that they were filming the action with yeah. was not the player camera, and so like that. And maybe my definition is a little strict, but I feel like if you're gonna call it gameplay, it's got to be like what. I'm going to see when I'm playing the game. That's true. Okay. And that's just, that's my fourth cent. Yeah, that's, that's all I I mean, you have every right to have high standards for it because again, we're out I mean, we have Game Pass, fortunately, but if we didn't have that opportunity to have the Game Pass, we'd have to be critically thinking like which games are worth my time and my money and which ones are not because I can't buy every game there is. I mean, we could, but just well, I mean, our wallets are just kind of cry later and we'll just 
Kind not with the Game Pass. Regret. Yeah, not with Game Pass. There you go. But game Pass I, is like I, our... But to your point, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But to your point, you know, if we're going to be, you know, sh uh, shameless shills for the Game Pass yeah. and just really sing that's praises, I think we also got to point out, yeah. you know, the criticisms uh, that not... You know, I've heard a lot of people, uh, you know, pretty uh, disappointed with the showing. So... I mean, there it wasn't perfect. No. There's a, there's a lot of things that they could have improved upon, and you know, if I hypothetically was in charge of it, I'd be like, hey, Phil, like, wink, wink, nudge, judge, like, hey, show us more gameplay trailers, like, anything, you know, like, even if it's just maybe like a 10 or 20 second clip of something, please. That's what we've been waiting for. Like, this is their big moment in the spotlight like sony had their thing back in may like this is our chance to like show what they're capable of and i mean as much as a fan of i am of xbox they didn't show me anything today to be like i must have series x game like day one like me it'll probably be like a year off before i get a series x or my xbox one inevitably fails oh dude no they, they completely <laughs> I agree. They they completely failed to get me excited about the Series X. And I, I'm pretty sure most of these games you can just play on the Xbox One, right? From my understanding, most of them will still be compatible with the Xbox One. There might be some that they're kind of vague about, like, again, my personal favorite. Uh, State of Decay 3, they have asked them point blank, like, hey, Xbox One support? And then the developer's like, we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> That's pretty much okay. what he said. So I'm going to guess they're not going to do it. I mean, they might for a little bit or consider it, but they just, they, they're moving on with a different architecture for the Series X and the, the computer. So sadly, I might have to wait until I either get the Series X eventually, if, I mean, like I said, eventually, not day one, or if I just like play on my computer for a little bit. Well Okay, and then so that 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 makes me think of one more criticism because yeah. there was no game that we saw that I don't think yeah. could have easily run on the Xbox One. You know what I mean? Like if, <laughs> yeah. if they're really gonna gate off uh, some of the the games yeah. to the Series X, yeah. I don't buy that. I I mean, I so that's one thing I'm gonna be looking for going forward. Yeah. And it, this, are these games yeah. compatible with Xbox One X or? And I get why they wouldn't, because yeah. then you're, then you, that's your incentive to buy the Series yeah. X. But if it's like if you can play all of it on mobile, yeah. and you can't play it on the Xbox One, <laughs> yeah. now that's a little less friendly than I thought. So I'll keep my eye on it. Okay, you actually bring up a really good point about that too, like with graphics and stuff. Where I mean, I'm just gonna talk a little bit about it, but then I'm just gonna like kind of taper it off. I think this next generation that we're looking into, because we're on the cusp of a new generation, like we got the PS5, we got the Series X, Nintendo's just like kind of hanging out back, kind of like under a little floaty in a pool, drinking their lemonade with their sunglasses on, <laughs> catching up on their tan. They just like really don't care. I mean, they're kind of doing their own thing. But I digress. <laughs> this is a different generation because we had like the Xbox, the, the PS2, the Nintendo Wii or whatever we had, and then 
the next generation came. Graphics got a little bit better, but not really. But then, like, we entered the Xbox One age and the PS4 age, where we have, like, insanely good things, like stuff where we have, like, 4K now, we have HDR, we have all these, like, different dynamic environments. And, like, what they've really been pushing the limits on it, like, uh, I haven't played the game, but Ghost of Tsushima looks amazing on the PS4. And yeah, I know this is Xbox discussion, but I'm just impressed that they've been able to like push the power of the PS4 and like the current technology that we have now to like make stuff look that good. And I've seen some pretty decent stuff on the Xbox One. Like I'm still blown away. Like you know, again, I'm gonna use State of Decay 2 <laughs> as an example, but they Ooh. added more updates in this stuff and. Like, if you're not busy killing zombies, like, if you just stop and take a look around at the wilderness, it's really pretty. Like, there's, like, these little sunsets because there's, like, a day-night cycle. But there, there's still a lot of life in this generation, and it's just... I think the next one is just really going to... It's not really going to change as much, which comes back to your statement of there's not really anything on this conference that signifies you have to get a Series X or just, like, so beautiful or extravagant that it's so different because arguably all this stuff looks like it could be played on like just a higher end xbox like a 1x arguably you yeah know? and i think it's, it's i think gonna, that's fair yeah it's gonna take developers and the companies pushing innovation and new ideas to show us this is why you have to get a ps5 or this is why you have to get an xbox like I watched a little bit of Sony conference. I need to like go over it again, but they showed games that they look really good. Don't get me wrong, but again, you could kind of flip the, you could kind of flip the plate on this, and you could argue like, I mean, I could get like a high-powered PS4 Pro, and I mean, I can maybe play Ratchet and Clank on that. I mean, it's the same exact thing with the Xbox, like you said. Like none, none of these games that they showed on the conference look like they need to be designed for the Series X architecture, you could play on an Xbox One X. So, I mean, it's... They need to show me something personally more than just graphics, you know? it If it's going to look pretty, it needs to look really detailed and maybe play with sound more, which there's a game later that we'll talk about called The Medium that will kind of play around with the, your sound senses. And I think that's cool, like... You know, they've already, I mean, kind of uh, an old analogy. They've already created the wheel or whatever it is, and they've added different splashes of paint, and they've already tried to, like, make it do different stuff. But why not just, like, take that idea and, like, kind of expand it and see, like, what else you can do with this wheel, if that makes sense. I mean, that's not a really good analogy at all, but... No, it, um, it makes perfect yeah. sense, though. Yeah. Well, and, and like, to your point, like talking comparing ps4 and xbox i yeah. did watch all of their conference yeah. and the one thing that i'll give props to sony for is how they got me excited about a ps5 yeah. is through the use of exclusives yeah and xbox i'm not entirely sure they're exclusive yeah. isn't a, and a matter of fact i'm pretty sure everything can be played on steam not everything but i think i mean i know halo is that's like yeah. one of the big draws to it yeah. So exclusivity was not going for them. And if I can play everything on my PC, then then I'm going to do that. Yeah, what's well, the point not... of getting an Xbox then? I exactly. Mean, good so, yeah, yeah, I understand. 
Uh, we'll talk about it more later, but as I was kind of going with, like, Nintendo and, like, their approach uh, this last round, I think each company has, like, a whole different goal. Like, PS4 and the PlayStation, they're strong with the exclusives. They got Last of Us, they got uh, Ghost of Tsushima, they got Uncharted, they got God of War, they got all these, like, hit titles that everyone instantly recognizes, and that's great. People will buy them, people will play them, and people will enjoy them. That's, that's kind of like a given. I mean, I'll, I'll play them too, like, if I get a chance. But, and that's like their strongest thing that they are. So if you want exclusives, I always tell people, they ask me, like, hey, what would you recommend? If you want, like, good ex exclusives, go for the PlayStation. If you want more of a social thing, and, like, you know, talk to your friends more, and, like, good, and other kind of different stories, check out an Xbox, get the Game Pass another shameless plug <laughs> and if you want like more uh japanese rpgs and like eastern influence games try to switch i'm just kind of talking a little bit a little bit of everything but we'll talk more about it later but i think everyone's kind of grown up to the point where they're not really on the same road anymore it's more like they're diverging in their past like xbox wants to try to get a controller in everyone's hand as much as they can to play all their games, they don't care what platform it is. They want to do crossplay. That's why, like, they're they're in recent years, they're becoming more PC friendly. Which, I mean, you could argue is good or bad. Like, it could be well, good. Company, so for yeah. the most part, yeah. So it, it's good. It's a yeah. it's a win for them. Yeah, it it's good because they kind of just sat back in recent years on the PC stuff. Kind of let Steam and Gabe Newell kind of take over the PC gaming front of that. But now they're like, hey, we got all these games coming out. Let's connect everyone together. Like if you have a friend on Xbox and they only have a PC, let them play together. And I think that's a different approach. It's Will it be understood or liked by everyone? No, absolutely not. Because not everyone wants to do that. Everyone wants their own preference. Like if you want to play your PlayStation, play on your PlayStation. If you want to do your Xbox, do your Xbox. If you're just a PC guy, that's fine. I mean, stick with your PC. But I think the underlying thing besides Game Pass, again, I'm going to harp on this, and then we'll get back to our list, as, as I'm saying, is I think they're laying the groundwork for pushing cross-platform play. I mean, I might be the only one on this, but let's just kind of look at some examples. Like, Halo is like their biggest one, like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, and they're making it for all platforms. I think... If they haven't already, it's only a matter of time before they make a crossplay. Like, that can be an absolute chaos, but another good example, Call of Duty, Warzone. Excellent cross example. Crossplay, right there. Apex Legends, it's going to be crossplay in the fall. Like, before, like, I have some friends that only have PlayStation 4s. I can play with them in the fall. Like, I can play Apex Legends with them, and that's pretty cool. And Fortnite was another big one, and there's Rocket League, and then I think more and more. I think that's the future Andrew, and whether I like it or not, I think that's their, whatever they're doing, I think it's something that's not being talked about enough. I mean, again, like, like the Game Pass thing, like, uh, this former IGN reporter was talking about, her name is Elena Pierce, or Elena Pierce. She was like, how come no one's talking about how great Game Pass is? I mean, we are, obviously, for an hour. But that's the main thing she was trying to hit home. Yeah, they're, they they hit a lot of things and they missed a lot more. But 
Game Pass was their big thing. I think Microsoft, if anything, is trying to find a way to unite all three platforms where it's not just Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox. It's like, how can we bring them all together as a community and... I mean, I'm just going to be kind of cheesy here. Make it a Ready Player One thing, you know? Like, yeah. So that way you can play whatever you want on your computer, and I can play on my Xbox or I can play on my Switch, and we're still playing together. It doesn't matter. And, yeah, there might be, like, latency issues or something, but they have the technology to do it. It's not like they don't. I mean, I refuse to believe at this time and age when technology is so advanced and information – is just available in a snap that there is no way that they can connect all of our games. They did it with Call of Duty. They can do it with Halo. They can do it with whatever they want. They just, they're just holding it back. So I think Microsoft's laying the groundwork for it if they haven't done it already. And I think they're going to find a way to like link us all together, you know? So yeah. it it's a whole different thing. Like, PlayStation's going to keep going strong with their games, but Microsoft's like, hey, that's great. Like, we want you to succeed. And I, I think it's good because I'm just going to kind of say this right now, but I think the console wars thing is stupid. I'm going to call it out as it is. It's a toxic thing, and we won't talk about it much more on this, but just we're all gamers, Andrew, and you should be able to play whatever you want, and it's fine. We need to We need to be able to criticize every platform because everyone I think has their strengths and weaknesses but ultimately we're all playing together I think that's what it is you know and that's yeah. all I'm going to say about that but I think that's what Microsoft's doing in the long run they're they're not going the same path as Sony and Nintendo anymore Sony's going to keep going strong with their exclusives and I wish them the best and I want them to keep going because competition whether good or bad is good you know, I think it's healthy for all of us because it makes Microsoft give us these new ideas and these new games or sequels. And exactly. And, well, I just want to touch on this. Yeah. That, uh, I think that's why yeah. uh, not necessarily console wars in the aspect of uh, gamers versus gamers. you got a yeah. PS4, you're stupid. Yeah. Like, that's dumb. No, but, it's stupid. <laughs> but competition between companies yeah. is is what we need. And uh, we do. And um, also, uh, hold on, let me think of it because I just had it. (laughs) That's fine. So also, um, Microsoft is a business, right? So, so they're as much as it looks like they they're you know, oh, we want to be friends, we want everyone to play together. Mm -hmm. That very well may be their intention if that's what gets them the most money yeah um let's not forget that they're a company right yeah. and the, at yeah. the end of the day it's it's the bottom dollar yeah. so uh they they need to be concerned about um getting people excited about the xbox Their products yeah I and but here's here's the deal, and I do think you're you're onto something with the console wars kind of being over. Yeah. But I think it's going to be because, and here's my guess. This is my hot take. This is what I think Xbox and Microsoft are doing. What I what I think they're going to do is they're trying to get people to go PC. Uh, they're trying to get people that um, normally wouldn't play on PC 
custom uh, uh, like uh, like uh, familiar with it. And the reason why I think that is because um, uh, their Xbox Series X, I mean, it almost is a PC. Yeah, pretty I, I'm pretty much. sure it's going to be customizable. It <laughs> I mean, it, I think it's going to be customizable too, right? Like it, I haven't inter- heard anything yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if... Actually, I did kind of hear something really early. Like, it was kind of a little birdie floating around. But they did talk about, like, customizable components. And if that's the case, then... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. like, baby's first PC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's getting people introduced yeah. into the PC market, if they do that. Yeah. And, and maybe I'm remembering back, uh, like, before the Xbox One X came out, I think that was a rumor that it was going to be uh, customizable, uh, customizable, modifiable. Yeah. Uh, But um, I think if they did that, that would be the smartest thing is to get people uh, customed to basically building their own PC. You can either build your own computer if you want, or we've got the Xbox Series One X. It's cross platform with all the pc players your game pass transfers over to pc yeah yeah so i I think and and if that is their their angle you know they might have an edge over sony because (laughs) if if you can play everything uh on your pc or your xbox the only reason to buy playstation is because of those exclusives exclusives. so yeah which for entry is going to be really high like we're talking about $500 investment just to play the next God of War or whatever yeah. game you're excited about that's true so I don't know it's it's speculation all at this point but that's what I predict what they're doing they're not going to show everyone their cards right now because it's so early into this console cycle that we don't know anything could happen I mean look at 2020 come on <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah literally i mean if you, your prediction i don't think it's r2 off because i mean look at the clues that we've got in the past like couple years they're they made game pass they made cross play for anything and game pass is transferable on the pc which again could hurt them or help them depending on how you look at it and there's a lot of evidence to show that maybe yeah, maybe like you said, it's not too far off, but they want to introduce people into the ecosystem like high-powered PCs and letting them build their own. And I think that's great. I think everyone should at least be familiar with gaming on the PC and like playing the standout titles like that are that you can only play on a PC 